today we're going to talk about our childhood dogs. So the first dogs that we remember like from when we first got them home. First of all, what's up old Joe and <laughs> what's up old Vinny? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about our dogs. <laughs> okay, so Joe, so how about you start? Um, so your childhood dog, Rocket, mm-hmm. do you remember the first time that you met him? Yeah, exactly. April 24th, and I was just turning eight, and it was always gonna be the rule that um, both Anne and I had to be eight, eight years old <laughs> to have a dog for some reason. And so I was really surprised because it was two days before my birthday. So I came out of school, I think I was in grade uh, three, I believe, and uh, (laughs) three or four. And I remember just looking out and my parents were there and they had a dog. And it was like, whoa, like this like small black dog, like medium size, you know, puppy looking thing, but like a few months old. And then I was like, holy shit, like, and then just ran, and, and then Rocket was like insanely energetic at the time. Like, he just bounced all over me. It was like <laughs> the most amazing feeling of a dog just like loving you instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And just being like, holy shit, like, and he's like biting me and shit, like, <laughs> but it's like, oh my god, like, this is awesome. And then uh, I remember, because we used to walk to school quite a bit, it was like uh, maybe like a 10, 15 minute walk, like through the nice woods. Super nice, and I remember walking home with Rocket. That was like crazy. Like I couldn't hold, the, I couldn't hold his leash because he was too strong, and it was just like my dad was like, "Let's not lose him on the first day uh, on the way home." And then, uh, yeah, and then I remember just going inside, and like Rocket was going bananas uh, in the house, and uh, yeah, and then we brought him in the backyard, and he just like would just go nuts like he just used to run across the yard you throw sticks or you throw balls and he would jump so freaking high so it's crazy that yeah. your parents chose such an energetic dog yeah i know like i think my dad partly kind of wanted a running partner okay because uh, he used to run with rocket like a lot so yeah man those are like my first few memories and like it was just crazy like exciting and, and like just exactly what i needed as a kid. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, what about you? Um, so the first time I met Zippy, so we got him from a Shih Tzu breeder uh, just in Stittsville. And so I remember, um, like, as a family, we decided that a Shih Tzu would be really, like, good, like, good size for, like, Kelsey and I were, like, I don't know, 9 and 12, and then it would just be really cute. So, um... We drove to this place in Stittsville and they had 10 puppies because they had like two litters and um, they were only like a few weeks old and I remember sitting on this person's like kitchen floor with all the puppies like in this kind of caged in area. It was so cute. They were like little guinea pigs. Yeah, and how old were you, sorry? Oh, I was like nine. Okay, nice. Or 10 or something. I don't know why I just said nice. <laughs> no, but like it was just really exciting. I'm not a creep. It was just really exciting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway, I remember like I was kind of scared of them because our previous dog before that was like older than my sister and I, so it was defensive of my parents, and it was ended up like it got put down because it bit me. So I was a little Jeez. bit like nervous to meet the dogs because like that was kind of my 
last interaction with the dog, maybe six months to a year prior. Um, but anyway, and then Zippy, uh, what just stole my heart, and that's why we chose it was because, like, he kind of chose me. Like, he kind of like came right over, and he was being really cute, but he was clumsy and like kind of climbing over my legs. And he was the same size as my shoe that I was wearing. <laughs> um, and he was like, you know, biting the shoelaces, and it was just really cute. So we uh, we chose him, and then we got to take him home like a couple months later. Yeah, and then was he different? after the first few months, like, how did he change? Because obviously you would have gotten bigger and, uh, like, gained some of the personality. Yeah, like, like, he was so playful. And uh, just, like, any person that he would look at is his best friend. Like, it was so crazy. But he was scared of other dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, Like waste in one way, but not like waste in another. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, like whenever Jen would come over with her dog Cooper, oh, like fuck that dog. I know. That, that dog is nuts. mean. But like any dog, like Zippy just wanted nothing to do with it. So he would like go and hide under like my parents' bed or like he would just be attached to us. It was so weird. Um but he was so sweet, uh, with people, like just so gentle, not a mean bone in his body. Yeah. And then- just really good. And then what about like you first bring him home? Like what's that like the car ride? I'm sure you remember some of it. Yeah, and, no, uh, I just remember. And then at home too. I remember when we first got him home and we like let him explore the house. You know, when we got him home, he was so excited and he was just like instantly like, "You guys are my family," <laughs> and like just like so full of love and joy, yeah. just like being so cute. Um, and then there's like this really cute picture of like Zippy play bowing and my dad is down on the floor with him too like their faces are right next to each other and they're like almost kind of play bowing each other and it's adorable Um, so like those are just like my earliest memories of Zippy just so that's awesome that's awesome really like different because like us Rocket was like bonkers like (laughs) he Never grew out of the habit of eating garbage at any chance he could have. So he always had to shut the, shut the bathroom uh, doors because he would just eat tissues and shit and bomb. So hot. And, uh, and he like, would rip stuff up, he would eat loaves of bread if they were out. You know, like, he just. He was just a shit show, like, all the time. Uh, actually, early on when. It was maybe, we had him maybe for 12 months, so he's still pretty young, but he was like growing, and we got him home, and we had this whole green couch, and we made him foam, and he had ripped up the entire, entire couch <laughs> in a foam, and it, it covered the entire room, and he was sitting in the middle of the room. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll never forget just the Did one. he look guilty? Oh my <laughs> It was like you couldn't even see the wood flooring. Like oh. it was just fluff. The entire thing. Oh, and I remember no. we looked at it and we all just like oh my god. And but it was so like perfect. Like I wish we I wish they took a photo. Like if we had supplements like we do today we he was just like in a cloud but it was our living room and it was the couch <laughs> and he was so oh guilty boy. oh boy oh but like 
They didn't seem to get too mad, like, not proportionally. Yeah, like, was Zippy a troublemaker or was he always good? <laughs> uh, when he was younger and he had kind of more spunk, he, his thing was he would always steal socks, whether they were, like, dirty, clean. Like, if you just did laundry, you had to put your socks away because, like, five minutes <laughs> later, Zippy would be, like, he would have stolen a sock and he's hiding somewhere, like, chewing on it and going to town having, like, the time of his life. And then you go to, like, Zippy, what are you doing? Like, put that down. He would just run away and he was so oh. little that he could, like, run under the table and, like... But he would he drop it shit. or keep it? He would, like, kind of get tired and then drop it. <laughs> but, like, he would make you work for it. He was such a little shithead. But he stopped doing that maybe when he was, I don't know, like, eight? Because <laughs> he would have those little bursts of energy, but he was so small that like that didn't last very long. He yeah. would just kind of get spurts, and then like 99.5% of the time, he was so tired and just so down to snuggle. And that's all he wanted to do. Yeah. I'm, so he was the cutest. I remember him always as a really slow, sleepy dog. That's how he was later in his life, like, yeah. when you would have met him. But I can imagine him as a running out of energy yeah. and just crashing. Because his energy didn't last long, and then when he was old, that's basically just how he acted when he was young, <laughs> but, like, kind of yeah. sweeter, and yeah. he could hear and see, so yeah. a little bit more interactive with you, so it was really cute. Yeah, awesome. Rocket, mm -hmm. like, you would never... He would sometimes lay in your leg, but not really. But like you could like he was so big, you know, uh, once he was full grown that you could just lay on him. And I was like a kid, so it was like not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And but you you couldn't just lay on him. You had to scratch him while you laid on him, or else he would grumble like you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you just start scratching his like I don't know his stomach or something. And he's like, okay, it's all good. And then, just, and then you stop because you're tired. And he's like, <laughs> and then the third time, he just gets up. Like, he's just like, enough of this shit. Like, we're on the couch. Like, he's just like, no, That's <laughs> insane. He knows what he wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's uh, a lot different than Grace, for sure. But that's a different podcast. Oh, yeah. Grace gets her own, like, series. Yeah, She's definitely. like a season. She gets like a part one, two, and three. Oh my gosh, so much content. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, that was fun to record. Yeah, it was. We're gonna keep recording this. Just kidding. So we're back, and uh, although this podcast is usually about things that we don't want to forget, and perhaps this topic is one that we would like to forget, but we're going to talk about it anyway. So welcome to the episode of 2020, A Year in Review. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so how about we just start from the beginning? Joe, um, remember your New Year's resolution? Yeah, you reminded me today. <laughs> <laughs> it was, 
2020 was going to be the most productive year of my life. It was legit that, I think. And uh, January, February, and March were exemplary of that. <laughs> and then the lockdown happened, and it's crazy. Like, everything changed. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. But, yeah, so you said that, like, January to March was, like, awesome, but then, like, as soon as lockdown happened, it was just, like, it was serious. the whole world turned upside down. But, yeah, like, our, we had plans for this year. Like, we were really excited to go to Vancouver in the spring. Like, we yeah. planned this whole trip. Like, it was my Christmas present last year, and that got totally canceled. And, like, Anne and Nate were going to get married, and this was, like, an event that was <laughs> long anticipated in our family. Yeah. And, like... They were so excited, uh, and they still are, but, yeah, like, that uh, didn't happen when it would have uh, had this pandemic not happened in 2020. Yeah, and I think, like, looking back, I mean, I remember most people I knew thought that this was, like, a thing that was going to last a month, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I used to think it was, like, maybe six to eight months, Mm -hmm. but I vastly underestimated, like... The difficulties of the real world and uh like the challenges of like humans yeah you know like if everyone followed the rules you know it would be done so quick oh man it's been such like a kind of like social and political like it just just so much has happened in in the world it's been a real uh scope on like human condition mm-hmm. like what do we do on you know during our darkest times and some people are are not doing great yeah like it's a long time to be under this kind of stress yeah for like people Um, who are not used to real stress Mm -hmm. that's that's just it like during wartime you know that was difficult life back then yeah now like life is life isn't good now so yeah a lot of people have it really hard like frontline workers healthcare workers like yeah. My goodness, like their lives are stressful. Um, and our like our job is just to stay home. Like, are you kidding me? That's not that bad. Exactly. So, you know, it's just been a crazy year. Like, I, I've learned a lot about the world, and I've learned a lot about myself. Yeah, insane. Anyway, so not to be too deep, but how about like we rewind for another second and talk about. Uh, the things that you did get to do early this year. So you went to London, right? Yeah, I had a business trip in London, which is pretty sweet. And I got to go a couple days early, uh, rent a car, drive four hours to the north of England, and then watch like my dream soccer team play in this like small town. So like that was awesome because that was like late February, mm-hmm. and then like right before lockdown. So. Little did I know that that was, like, going to be a really good experience at that mm-hmm. at, at that point in my life. Because it wasn't going to happen. You know, I was expecting to travel some more. Uh-huh. And then uh, soon enough, couldn't do that. And then later, really couldn't do it because I wasn't even working there anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really fun time. Like, I got to spend time, like, in an art gallery... Uh, mm-hmm. I got to spend time with like a good coworker, Trang. Yeah. Got to learn more a lot more about her, and she we had a great time, and it was productive. So, um, yeah. 
It was, yeah. it was a good time. Like, there were some good memories from that time. And then, <laughs> like, uh, for me, it was, like, that was, like, a tough winter for me because, like, you were gone a lot doing these, like, fun things mm-hmm. while I was at home and I was, like, really questioning my job and my career path, mm-hmm. uh, like, in January, February. And I, like, it was, like kind of a quarter-life crisis looking back or like yeah. uh existential just like I've worked so hard to be here and I'm really not um like feeling it like I was yeah. just so stressed For and sure. so burnt out and why do you think that it happened at that time because like you had been doing difficult work you know through two different jobs mm-hmm. for what nine months ten months Something like that? Maybe over a year? It was over a year by then, yeah. Yeah. So why do you think that at that point it broke? I think it was just um, accumulated experiences up to a certain point where it was like, okay, like, it feels like enough is enough. And I also, in my first year of practice, had this expectation that, like, the first year is going to be really fucking hard. And it's going to be... A steep learning curve and I was just like I need to push through this mm-hmm. and it will get better and then once I hit that mark and like it wasn't getting better and all I could really foresee was like it was getting worse and worse because mm-hmm. of like you know like the pressures I was under at the hospital Cases increase and yeah like conditions get more difficult yeah and like uh, needed more staff yeah. like it just felt like I was always like barely treading water and like never able to like really feel like confident and and like I was doing I felt what was the most stressful was that I felt as though I wasn't doing everything I could for every person yeah and I felt that it was my not just my obligation but like my duty to do so like it was my responsibility to do so but do you think that school failed you for that because you seem to like learn in school like give the best you can and do every everything you should but the real life is completely different where you just don't have the time and money and space well yeah no that's it that's just it and i think that like i had this kind of like um naive optimism about the way the world should be Mm -hmm. and once i entered reality it was like in downtown (laughs) Toronto yeah Yeah. like I was not primed for that maybe if I like worked at the hospital in Belleville oh yeah after graduating like I would have been fine because like I rocked that placement and like loved it and felt like I was making a difference that's why I think you're not done with OT to be honest I think when we move out east it's gonna be some chill little town and some OT and you're gonna like love that it's totally possible but like yeah it's cool you know we'll see no pressure obviously but yeah Yeah. anyway so I wasn't feeling that way I was feeling like I couldn't do enough for people so anyway I eventually was just like this is not sustainable so I need to like leave and kind of figure it out like I just didn't have a plan oh yeah I was interviewing with human scale but then uh just totally got ghosted after um like the pandemic hit but anyway so that's basically where I was at yeah and like it was it was difficult, like, it was a, a tough thing to go through as well as a partner mm-hmm. where I didn't really know how to help you. 
Yeah. And I what I thought would help doesn't always help. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a, some bit of pressure is good. Like, I, I think someone said something like, if you're depressed, like, just do these five things. Do this consistently and you'll feel better. It's like, mm-hmm. you need sun, you need good food, exercise, mm-hmm. good sleep, things like that. And, I, and, like, that's the sort of stuff I would, you know, try, and it's, try to implement. And it's tough, but it, you know you'll feel better. Good music, like. Yeah, and yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy having gone through it because, like, from an academic perspective, like, I knew all of these things. Yeah. And that there's, like, yeah. the evidence yeah. behind it as an occupational, like, this. therapist. And neuroscientist. Yeah, like, I knew the scientific basis of these very simple behavioral changes yeah. that can help. But when you're in that, like, kind of cycle of self-doubt and hopelessness, like, mm-hmm. it's a tough cycle to break. And it's... Uh, I think it was really awakening having uh, experienced that, uh, like understanding what that's like. Yeah, recognizing um, it sooner and like being able to deal with it. Yeah, you know? both in myself and like empathizing with others as well. For sure, for sure. People are not always the, their best selves, like, mm-hmm. you know, especially these days. So when you see people that are jerks, you just kind of have to feel bad for them because likely they're not going through a good time. Yeah, you don't know what's up with them, yeah. but. But anyway, yeah, it was it was a, a good learning experience, and I know that we've talked a lot about it this, and I feel much better about it, and, and I, know, I know you do as well. So Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Happier times. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, in, in the early, like, the first quarter of this year, I guess, Neural Canvas was mm. a big part of like what we spent a lot of our spare time doing. Yeah. And I eventually had a lot more spare time on my hands too. Yeah, so you helped out with that. So, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that period in our lives. Yeah, so... We were planning that party and stuff. I know, yeah. Fucking Airbnb fee. <laughs> I lost like 500 bucks. <laughs> oh, well. Um, yeah, man, this was a huge part of my life at that point. And that's why like when I was you know, say my uh, resolution to be the most productive year, I had neural cameras, so I had something to do mm-hmm. that required a lot of time and effort and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, some investment, but nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we got it launched, like, from inception, you know, start of it, nine months. It was awesome feeling, like, and I was, you know, uber proud of that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we tried some ads for a few months, and like something wasn't working like I think that there still needs to be work done but and you know we've been saving money for other stuff so mm-hmm. um, but it was like huge pride like got 11 orders um, and everyone who got it liked it and mm-hmm. it was just like sick but it was it was fun like yeah. to do and you worked with Kadeem yeah he was sweet he was like, sick, awesome yeah. smart guy hopefully I'm talking to you, old Joe. Hopefully you've worked with him again on some other project. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he, he was awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and it's really nice looking at that piece of art in our home when we could have bought something and be done with it. Like, now yeah, I, exactly. I feel so good about looking at that. 
and I'll yeah. look at that forever. So for sure, yeah, um, it's it's super experience. cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it, like revitalizing it and making mm-hmm. it better. Putting in like just a few tweaks to like yeah. bring it to the next step. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so it was, it was a good experience just to like learn to create something from scratch is a is a very useful exercise mm-hmm. and uh, one that you would soon j- jump on very shortly after yeah little did I know yeah so uh, yeah. yeah that's that's kind of a good way to start talking about um, the day that you know our lives changed yeah for the next foreseeable future um, and right up until this present day have you ever heard of coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> The COVID-19 pandemic. Do you pandemic? remember that? <laughs> or did you completely block this all out? <laughs> Just because you made a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what was it, like March 15th 11th? 15th or something? I think it was like 11th okay. or something, or, or maybe 14th, 15th, that like the World Health Organization declared the pandemic. And then maybe like around the 17th that it was like, okay, Canada's on lockdown. Like, yeah. Don't go to work, don't go to the, on the subway, don't whatever. But even before that, too, like, there were, like, things on CBC on, is it safe to go on the subway with coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There, oh, there's a lot of confusion about wh- how it's transmitted and yeah. how effective it is and how deadly it is and yeah. how to test for it. Like, there was a lot of scary stuff that, that needed to be addressed, so. Yeah, so many unknowns. But I, I remember just being so excited because I was going to be at home. <laughs> Uh, doing this like cool new lifestyle with High Park and like just chill no commute no yeah it was sweet because like the days were starting to get longer oh yeah and spring was starting it was like the um, state of emergency in Canada began like a week after I uh, finished at Runnymede oh yeah so <laughs> like so Good I was clutch. home alone for like a week yeah and then you were home too yeah so it was like Kind of nice. Oh yeah, clutch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just, I was just thinking to myself, it's like, okay, I don't know exactly how long it's gonna last, but we're well set up. We're like, gonna be fine. This is like kind of paradise, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like work. It was sweet. And, I felt super lucky yeah. for like, first of all, I could have been at the hospital and there was an outbreak on my floor like <laughs> less than a month after I left. Like, oh my god. Uh, simulation man oh man because you would have felt guilty quitting yeah if I had waited a couple of weeks I would have felt so bad oh for sure like but but, you but it would have been a very bad scenario to be in if I already was like at the end crumbling of under rope. the pressure yeah. yeah yeah exactly the end of my rope yeah, so anyway, when we first went into lockdown, uh, I think you said this earlier, but people were kind of like at the office, like, okay, see ya in a month or whatever. And then you were like, nah, like at least six months. Yeah, because I had heard about this in January from a colleague. Mm-hmm. And you were already watching that, like, I was I was tracker. on a daily tracker on that <laughs> ArcGIS when there was 252 deaths. Globally. Now mm-hmm. there's what, half a million? I don't even know anymore. I don't look at that dashboard. <laughs> I remember the early days. Yeah, I used to look at it every day, like multiple days, multiple times a day sometimes. Oh, yeah. 
And if, if you were to look at it right now, it's worse than it was before. Well, yeah, it can only get worse because there can only be more cases and more deaths. Like, Well, of course, but like the daily rate is higher than it oh, was, yeah. you know? Like, like it's second yeah. wave, baby. Yeah, but... Uh, and the second wave is a lot stronger than the first. Yeah, but it doesn't feel stronger. That's the social thing. No, that's thing. the thing. It's so weird because like in the beginning it was scary when it was like hitting Europe really hard yeah. before it was bad here. Yeah. And it was just like, this is a crystal ball, like looking two weeks into the future if we don't do what they didn't do. Yeah. Like we can start social distancing and blah, it, blah, blah. It got you scared immediately, not yeah. as it's happening. Because like, it was like watching, you know, like in, um, is it an interstellar? Where do they go to that like water planet? Oh my God. And it's then exactly it's just that massive that. wave it's like a coming wall, right to you. It's, a, it's like a wall of water. That's yeah. This height of Everest. That's what I felt like oh, watching like... COVID come toward us felt. Yeah, but whereas you're in the wave when it's the second wave because you don't Yeah, like right now it. we're in it. And but we're like, just like, all right. Our like, lives don't change that much. You know? If you don't move, like if you don't go anywhere and like yeah. just stick to yourself, like... You'll be fine. Yeah. And that's, you know, yeah, that's what you got to do to do your part, you know? But uh, anyway. Yeah. So then, okay. So then tell me about the day. I remember it was a Sunday morning, but you told me about, you thought of making concrete pots. And I was, I said that was a good idea. Oh, yeah, I remember That's, that. What, tell me about that day or, like, the week leading up to it or, like, h- how did you come to that idea and how did that start? Yeah, so I guess, like, it kind of started because my, like, routine that I settled into at, like, the very beginning of quarantine was I was, like, taking care of the house plants and stuff because it was, like, spring was beginning and they were starting to grow more and I was noticing it because I was at home and, like, yeah. not doing a lot. So, anyway, it was just, like, a hobby that I sort of picked up to pass the time, and I was, like, having fun, like, painting clay pots and stuff. So, then, actually, this weekend, I think you might have been away. You, like, went camping with the guys or something. Yeah. Um, and then, while you were gone, I kind of, like, uh, was looking online, and I found these concrete pots that were, like, really nice, but quite expensive. Mm-hmm. But they were quite cool because they looked, like, both modern and industrial and, like, just a cool design. But they were quite expensive, so I was like, huh, I wonder if you could make them. Yeah, because concrete, you know, is cheap. Yeah, because I was like, they can't be this expensive. Like, whatever, how how would you make it? So I kind of got on this, like, YouTube rabbit hole on DIY. (laughs) Um... But I figured out that, like, it would be actually pretty easy and super cheap to make. But when you buy the materials, like, you have to buy concrete in these massive bags and you would have enough to make, you know, several planters. So I was like, what am I going to do with these? Kind of came up with the idea, like, if I'm looking for them and they're, like, quite in right now and I can't find anywhere online, I'd want to buy it. Maybe if I offer it for cheaper. Yeah. Like, I could make this into a business. Like Simple, but, like too super effective and i i just thought like i shouldn't not try this because i have the time to do it it's really 
not a lot of money up front to start up because the materials mm-hmm. are cheap. Yeah. And, you know, I'll at least break even and then that's that. It really keeps you busy. Yeah, I didn't have much going on. So I was like, why not? Like, this will be fun. And it was. Yeah, and it was crazy. It is. And also, like, we also had the Airbnb room that we couldn't use for Airbnb anymore. Exactly. We had the space for it. So, so it was like, okay, sure. Let's just, like, set it up in here. So, and yeah, like, that little piece of real estate was making us money every month, and now mm-hmm. it wasn't. Yeah, So, like, exactly. you turned that into back into revenue mm-hmm. just from that room. And, uh, it it's was true. Great. The amount I've made from Concrete Jungle, yeah. although it's a lot more laborious than being an Airbnb host, has probably made like about the same amount of money that we would have made Yeah. on Airbnb this year anyway. So it's yeah. kind of like... That's good. It's all, all just from, you know, your sweat. Yeah, just from like an idea yeah. that I brought to life and that felt really good. And it's exactly what you said about Neural Canvas, like yeah. that feeling of making something out of nothing is uh yeah it's like no other yeah that's great mm-hmm. very proud of you thank you um but yeah speaking of our routine uh we were settling into a routine with grace as well <laughs> yeah one of the first thoughts i had when uh we were going into quarantine was grace is gonna really like us mm-hmm. we're gonna it- spend a lot of time with her because yeah. When we were both working, she spent a lot of time at home alone. Yeah. Like, she would have just slept all day. It's what she does anyway, but I remember when we were both, like, just home, um, yeah. all of a sudden, she was kind of skeptical. She's like, what's going on? Yeah. And then she really, like, chilled, and that was exactly. so cool to see. Exactly, and I knew that that would happen because we had such an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was months. I knew it was going to be at least months, and... Uh, mm-hmm. I thought, wow, this is going to be really nice. And, and it has been really nice. She has chilled out quite a bit. She yeah. gets excited for you in the morning to go to walks. and It's awesome. Yeah, we've walked so much in High Park this yeah. year. Yeah, which has been amazing. Yeah. Kids would go for three three walks. And during the summer, like it could be like two or three long walks. Yeah, it was unreal. And especially in those early days, because it was like spring was coming. Yeah. And we were just spending more time outside because we could. Yeah. Um, and it was like a safe thing to do as well. Yeah, we had the time, like no more mm-hmm. commute, so that hour in a day gets. Yeah. You just do something you want to do. And exactly. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. But she's been great. Like, she's really warmed up quite a bit. Yeah, exactly. I, I just think that she's a lot more relaxed because yeah. it's such a consistent routine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she like has her pack here with her. Yeah. Yeah, it's sick. Voice. Voice. Oh, yeah. And in the early days, too, you also had those Zoom meetings. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's cut. I want to, like, do that transition a little better. Okay. Uh, Flag. Okay, edit that out. All right. So we're going to take it from... I'm going to introduce your Zoom meetings. So another thing that was part of our routine in those early days was connecting with people virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, house party was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you kept in touch with a few like select friends and family yeah and coworkers yeah on these weekly investment calls so how did those come about again so yeah like um <laughs> i wanted to like i knew that people were probably alone mm-hmm. or certain people were not talking about like just stuff they're interested about like mm-hmm. all these people in these groups were interested in investing and like i wanted to learn and see if they have any good ideas because i knew covid was going to be had a huge impact on the economy mm-hmm. and if you play your cards right you can make good money because whether it's like a vaccine company or uh, like amazon or something like that benefits from this mm-hmm. you know it's going to go up and or you, you know you know things certain things are going to go down you can short it whatever but mm-hmm. um so i thought like oh, it would be cool to like you know talk to some people about it and then yeah i just plucked random people from random uh, groups of friends yeah like people that you would have talked about this too but you're like how about we just all be in the same conversation yeah exactly like that's exactly it so i will i would talk about finance or investing or uh you know company news whatever mm-hmm. stock market news with these people basically mm-hmm. and then you're like this would be a lot more efficient if i were to just like yeah. put us all in the same zoom room yeah and like when people don't know the other people they tend to act the best their best self mm. as well which is pretty interesting group dynamics yeah and they just like pr- project you know confidence or politeness or laughing or whatever and it's just a good time mm-hmm. so it's like pretty interesting but everyone has the same passion but it was also nice to like see those people as well exactly like, exactly like we were Nick and Nat and your dad and Maddie yeah <laughs> we were just not used to not seeing a lot of people so it was kind yeah. of like a cushion and and For I sure. and I also like especially knew that my dad was missing social interaction mm-hmm. really hard uh, cuz they were in their apartment and and like it was tough yeah and, and they did, had to rush back from like their exciting trip in the states yes so it was real bummer, and, and yeah. I knew that like this would be, you know, exciting for him, and I I wanted to do it as well, mm-hmm. and it was kind of cool to like have something to talk about with you know different people. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was really fun. I did that for like three months, I think three four months, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually wind down when the when the first wave was winding down, it was like pretty chill. Uh, we took a break, and, and then yeah, it was really fun though. Yeah. So about the time that the first wave was winding down, like early summer, um, we had settled into our routine and you were like working from home, but you were having like frustrations at work because you were feeling isolated. Um, And then eventually led to just getting laid off out of the blue. Yeah. So um, I think that you're best suited to continue telling the story. (laughs) So I'm gonna hand it off to you. Yeah, I mean, hopefully this doesn't end up in court one day. <laughs> just to be. <laughs> yeah, I guess don't give like. Uh, any no, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kidding. Just skim over this. That's funny. No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just my you know the job I had was a pretty cool job. I got to work on like really cool things and cool projects and travel and stuff. And 
I really liked it and uh, liked the people I worked with, liked the company. Had some frustrations, but you know, overall, we wanted to give it a few more years, finish the projects, and then head out. Definitely. But uh, you know, I had this boss that was one of the most eclectic people I've ever met. Just no interaction, you know, no communication. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I begged him for work to have have work to do, and and uh, or to at least be like included in some things that you can like yeah you wanted like a mentor in him yeah exactly and he just didn't want to do that mm-hmm. and um anyway it got so bad like you know i had talked to him previously but then i had talked to him again about uh about you know my challenges with his his management style and and how i you know i needed you know he he couldn't ignore my messages yeah, you, you know, felt he, you needed a little bit more from him for your professional development and product productivity in the short yeah, term as well. Exactly, like I wanted to be learning and be included, but mm-hmm. you know, he was always excluding me, like going behind my back and doing stuff, and he he just didn't want me as an employee, and then worked a long time to get rid of me, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so after I spoke with him. Like, he didn't want to, he admitted that he wasn't going to change, and, you know, that's just the way it is. Two weeks later, I get a call, you know, with uh, with the boss, Martin, added to the call, and it was just done. Like, as soon as I saw that, I knew, and it was bullshit, obviously. You know, Martin was not in the full know of what happened. Mm-hmm. He thought, he assumed differently on a lot of statements that he made that I corrected him on. And then he told me privately that, like, he didn't want to do it and that he can't, he couldn't do anything about it. And I just thought that was the biggest coward move I've ever done. But, like, of course you can do something about, like, the <laughs> actions that you're making. Like, yeah. if you're saying that, then you're just a pawn in someone else's game of chess. And this is your company, so... Um, you, you should do something about that. It taught me a lot about character. And, and totally. Uh, like how little he had. He had obviously gone through some tough stuff recently. Like his wife passed away. But he he had no bones in his body to stand up for me. But, you know, that happened. I got a good severance pay. Because it was on the letter. If you get let go without cause, you have to have two months. So, they admitted that it was without cause, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yep. They just let someone go during the pandemic without cause. Yep. And, uh, anyway, that was pretty evil of them. Yeah, with, like, no notice, like, effective immediately. And the day before, the CEO said to the entire company that no one is getting fired. Do, the, no, the do, day, it happened the day after, yeah? No, it was the day before. Well, I got let go the day after. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It was, it was just gut punch, like, how could they say that? And then not allow me to speak to him after, like, what, what is this, the mafia? Like, <laughs> I'm allowed to speak to him. So, anyway. Yeah. I hope I come across in life one day. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you will. It's not a very big industry. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> Then, yeah, you had summer vacation as an adult. Yeah. So then uh, now both of us had 
more time on our hands. I guess that... Of course, we were unemployed. I guess that I was doing Concrete Jungle, and I was, like, pretty busy at this point. Yeah. In the summertime, because I was, like, my Etsy shop, that was, like, the busiest time yeah. of this year. And, like, Plant Hut was pretty consistent at that point as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, but then now you were the one who, like, had all of this, like, extra time in your day. And you're like, what am I going to, like, do with my time? So what did you end up doing with your time? <laughs> <laughs> Quite a lot, actually, which I was pleased. And uh, first things first is I was like, yeah, I'm taking two weeks off. You know, I'm not doing anything for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not looking for a job. I'm not doing this, whatever. So I was like, okay. So I went up to my buddy Akram's. That's right. Uh, in Marathon, Ontario, which is like 15 hours north of here, mm-hmm. I think, something like that. The furthest north of Ontario I've ever been. And we had a great, uh, we had a great time, like four days, I think, three, four days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was a really good escape. And then I decided to shave my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you I looked didn't, like Walter White with I glasses. looked like Walter White, yeah, <laughs> with my glasses and my bald head, like, I am the one who knocks. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that fucking saying is. Oh, man. And, uh. Yeah, it was not your best look <laughs> but like at the time i didn't know that the razor was gonna be that short yeah and he did it like right in the middle and he was like that okay You're like it's gonna have to be because <laughs> now you have to do the whole uh, thing like, <laughs> basically yeah good one man. but uh anyway it was all good it was like bad juju on and i yeah. felt good and I felt uh, evil at that. Like, I just looked evil. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> That's right. You hated walking down the street wearing, like, your black mask. And you were wearing, at that point, it was, like, uh, middle of the summer. Shirts. So your muscle shirts. My muscle shirts. I got tattoos. And <laughs> just, like... I, I felt like... You're like, I look like a mean monster. I look like a, like a white supremacist. <laughs> like... And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> so terrible. But just the look, you know, bald sunglasses, black, uh sleeveless and black mask yeah <laughs> and just my bald head yeah oh my that God. was definitely a different look i'm glad that your hair has grown in yeah me too but uh anyway so yeah and then you were also like working a lot on your orbit stuff like that's what you kind of did nine to five yeah more or less once i got back from uh my two weeks off I've done a lot of things about, like, that idea, you know, 3D mm-hmm. printing homes and, like, how we could bring it to Canada and, like, how it would work, would work and we could, like, you know, end homelessness or, you know, there's a, there's a path to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least working towards it. <clears throat> and just, like, help uh, make more accessible, like, housing and, like, make it more accessible for people to enter the housing market like it would be good for the economy because people would be more financially stable yeah for sure and and, but using it like doing it better using what's available today Mm -hmm. it's like they're just so far behind you know we just we've been building the same way for 500 years and everything else has changed but why not like the most important uh expensive purchase of your life why are we still using methods so old? You know, it's like... Yeah, it's like the one we, industry that hasn't evolved yeah. over the past, like, however many years, yeah, right? Yeah, since mid- you told me that medieval stuff. times, you know. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I, 
all these things in my like what we're talking about is like what runs through my head I'm like okay like this is what I like to do and this is an important thing like I want to do this so mm-hmm. I started writing like a business plan because I wanted to like really flesh out you know all the aspects of the business mm-hmm. because it's it's sometimes ideological mm-hmm. when you just think of the positives but don't look at the finances or does it, is it actually going to make money mm-hmm. is your money available for free you know and uh, you know flesh out like real strategies like by you know talking to you or talking to other people mm-hmm. what's the best sort of route oh, furniture moving upstairs <laughs> I don't know if you can pick that up <laughs> yeah uh, I hope that you can hear that vibration yeah uh, that's also been like another defining feature of 2020 is our upstairs neighbors always seem to be moving their furniture around on the floor oh yeah they love it <laughs> yeah. it's like a, a chair dance or something <laughs> yeah I have no idea what they do up there but there's a lot of rearranging so yeah anyway my uh, nine to five even more than that I think became about you know writing this business plan and researching and mm-hmm. calling people and it was just an amazing couple months of like what do I want to do do it mm-hmm. you know like no matter what and I, I adored that so uh, but my is not being made and eventually severance runs out and you know you gotta get a life you're an adult exactly so at this point when we were both like unemployed <laughs> and although concrete jungle was pretty much replacing the income from Airbnb that was paused because obviously we weren't having strangers stay here. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of like replacing bad income, but now, you know, yeah, your severance is going to run out in and, a few and, months. And EI was good too. And, and EI, yeah. So that gave a bit more of a buffer, but it's like, all right, Brittany, like you haven't been making a salary since February. Yeah. So like we both need to be looking for jobs yeah. because we're going to need at least one of us to be making an income in a few months. And I do remember having that difficult conversation with you because I was just thinking about the numbers and I was like, okay, we need to, mm-hmm. we need to work. And, and I remember it being a tough pill to swallow because at that point I was having a lot of fun doing concrete oh, yeah. jungle and like it gave me a lot of confidence to like, um, that I had the skills to change paths. But yeah. at this point, like, Concrete Jungle was, like, at its peak. Yeah. Like, I was, like... It just wasn't enough. Fulfilling my capacity. But, yeah, you're right. Like, when you look at the, like, balance <laughs> sheet, it's yeah. just not enough. Yeah, not long-term enough. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in the winter, you're not going to make as much. And what exactly. is your best case scenario? If you had your best month every month, and then you sum that up, and it's... It's like minimum wage or something. And you're like, okay, like. And it was like quite laborious. Yeah, yeah. It's heavy stuff and yeah. uh, like messy. Yeah, I mean there and and you didn't want to take it further in terms of like renting a garage and hiring someone. Exactly, I so didn't like, want to like make it into anything bigger. Like I just wanted to keep it as like tiny operation, just me. Yeah, and that's cool. And if if you wanted to go bigger, then you could definitely make it work. Mm-hmm. But. If you didn't want to do that, that's cool. But we just had to have that discussion, and it's, I think that's what marriage is all about, is, like, difficult sure. discussions, and but also being able to receive them. Mm-hmm. Because, like, 
it's not nice to say like, yo, you're like your job that you created. Yeah, it's like, not enough. It's not enough. Like, yeah, it's a tough pill. Like, and I'm glad that you know you take it well because it's it's not a, you know. Yeah, like it. It definitely was uh, difficult at the time because it was something I was like I am still really proud of it. Oh yeah. But I I did understand that um, something had to change. It was just scary because I didn't know what it would be. Yeah. But yeah, so we both started looking for jobs. Um, I was like looking on LinkedIn and applying for like different stuff. I had also done that graphic design course, so I was mm-hmm. like sort of uh, considering something maybe in like more of a creative field or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I came across Bench, and it was like entry level um, accounting. It, like it was accounting software. I didn't quite know what it was, mm-hmm. but I had like all of I had ticked every box on. Yeah. On the, uh, the resume, whatever, the job description. <laughs> yeah. I ticked every box on the job description, so I decided to apply. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my interviews. Like, it seemed as though it was a really cool company and everything I was, um, everything I was learning about it was, uh, seemed positive. And yeah, I, <laughs> okay. oh my god, I gotta, you distracted uh, me when you flagged because I didn't know what you wanted me to re-say. And no, I was, like, I was just gonna. You said like when you when you like a couple times for something else, some other oh. words, and I was like, I'll just chop that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so I feel I'm like I've been rambling this for a bit though, so I want to no, like no, just kind of yeah, yeah, be more, a bit more concise. Let, yeah, let me ask you a question. So yeah, ask me a question now. But but. Keep talking about it, but I'll ask you a question. I, uh, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to uh, jump back in here. Uh, job description. You're a job description. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. So then I came across this um, job at Bench Accounting, which I had never heard of. And it looked like they were based in Vancouver, but they were hiring remote positions mm-hmm. in Ontario and Alberta as well or something. So I thought, okay, why not? Um, and I, you know, on the job description, I ticked every box and I was qualified and you didn't need any experience in that field. And I just thought like, okay, well, you know, what is this? Mm-hmm. So anyway, like I applied and um, got an interview pretty quickly. Yeah, and then it was so quick, like, you were like, yeah, I, I might be a bookkeeper. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is kind of random, but, like, you know, I've been keeping track of my concrete jungle expenses, and, yeah. you know, how hard can it be, right? You know, and honestly, I can learn. I thought that this was, like, you know, selfishly very useful, like, Yeah, resource, but it will be. You know, for both of us, so I was like, okay, this is decent, like, even if mm-hmm. it's not, you know, great. She's going to learn a lot, and it's important stuff. And mm. So I was like, okay, cool. It's useful stuff, for sure. Yeah, and then I remember, you know, during the emailing process and um, the interviews and stuff like that, you were just blown away, like, how cool and great the company culture looked. And I, and I remember being hesitant. I remember being like, is this all, like, fake, you know? Yeah. So, Seems too good to be I, true. And I thought that too. I was like, just 
you know, try to step, stay one step away. Like I was trying to keep my expectations low, even though like yeah. everything looked so amazing. Yeah, but then uh, and then yeah, you got off of the job, and then they had a delayed start date, right? Yeah, that's right. Like the even the start date when I signed, like they didn't have another onboarding. Yeah. I had just missed one, yeah. and they ran it every you know six to eight weeks. Yeah. And then um, somewhere along the line, it was pushed another week or two. So I ended up not starting until uh, the last week of October. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it was nice during that time to know that I had something stable coming. So I was yeah. like, I was just able to relax and wind down Concrete Jungle to a point that I could maintain while I was working full time at a desk job. Exactly. Yeah. You could still do it. And yeah, I don't have a commute, so I can spend an hour or two a day mm -hmm. doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. it, it just worked out, like, completely in your favor. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really happy it all worked out. Yeah, it was pretty cool how that all happened. And then, so at the same time that I was interviewing for that, you were also looking for jobs and found uh, this company, Epcon? Or, no, so you didn't find it. It was through <laughs> your... <laughs> oh Sorry. My gosh. So around the same time that like I was interviewing at Bench, you were interviewing. Yeah. Um, because you had this connection to this company. You were like trying to look for something in Halifax, right? And then this opportunity came up. Yeah, exactly. Like... Uh... Parents, cottages, neighbors, who's also my mom's cousin, by the way, mm -hmm. daughter's husband. Yeah. So, like, your mom's cousin's son-in-law. Yes. Sister company. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, because it's a slightly different company, but they're mm -hmm. owned by the same one. Because... Uh, your dad originally asked, like, hey, is there any, like, positions in Halifax that Huey knows of? Yeah. So yeah. Huey put the feelers out, and he's like, there's not one here, but there's actually one, like, in Ontario. Exactly. Yeah, based in Cambridge, which is yeah. not that far from Toronto. So. Yeah. Little did you know you're not working in Cambridge, but yeah, well, that will come out later. That's later. And, uh... <laughs> 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 anyway, and I had barely applied for jobs. Like, I had just started... Yep, you know, I right. was thinking of holding off, looking to work more on orbit, you know, but I was like, it's not really fair, especially because I could do both. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this sounds like a pretty cool opportunity and I'll, it'll get me in at, uh, with a job somewhat relative to my experience mm -hmm. uh, in Halifax. So I was like, okay, this is responsible. Obviously at the time I thought it was going to be three months and infinite yeah and uh but you know i was like hey this would be pretty cool learn some technical stuff sure travel a bit you know i've done this before and whatever so anyway you know interview went pretty well um i had two interviews one video and it was very good mm -hmm. one of the easiest interviews i ever had yeah that's right they, they were, were kind of like selling to you right a little bit and uh and then second one in person with the the big boss and uh, my boss, their brothers, and uh, that went well as well. And then yeah, I got the job and 
Then they stuck me uh, an hour and a half away in a flower <laughs> farm where nothing happens. Or at least when things happen, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you're not really allowed to do a whole lot. Yeah, I'm not. So you're not really getting a lot of hands-on experience. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you're getting a lot more than you did, but it's not the expectation that you did have. Oh, it's it's a completely different job and yeah, completely different responsibility and, and mm-hmm. travel and, you know, um, limits, you know. Like, it's not what the whole plan was, you know, for me to get you know, a good couple of years of experience in this one tech services department and then be able to go out east and lead it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not that at all. And there's a bunch of reasons for it politically at the company. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's out of my control. And, uh, yeah, but anyway, it's been, you know, pretty weird experience, you know. But uh, lots of good learning. And mm-hmm. uh, it's something I won't forget, for sure, at some point, whenever I finish here. Yeah. But uh, the drive is way too much. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. The drive is a lot, and especially, like, rolling up to the winter. Yeah. Two hours and 15 minutes is too long to mm-hmm. get to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but uh, anyway guys are nice and, and the company's nice but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens definitely yeah so even though this year we weren't able to travel anywhere uh, you know far from home we still did manage to make a couple of weekends yeah you know into little mini vacations <laughs> so the first one was uh, when we went to Algonquin Park. Yeah. And that was kind of like in the beginning of the summer, right after you got laid off around yeah. then. Yeah, it was right, basically I think the week after. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think before Marathon. Yeah. And, I think uh, we were planning it before everything happened, and then we were like, wow, we really need this. Yeah. So that was a, that was a good, good timing to have that trip, and it was really nice. We stayed in this little, like, I don't know what you'd call it, like a tree mini house or something? It was like on the ground? Yeah, it was like... (laughs) It was like this little cabin. Yeah. It was this little Airbnb that had... It was this little cabin that was basically just big enough for that bed. Yeah. And then there was a little composting toilet, like, in an outhouse, but it was very clean and, like, secure and newly built, and you could tell it was, like, that it was built well, and that they put so much care and craftsmanship into it. Yeah, like, it was solid, it was cutesy, it looked like where, like, a gnome would live. Exactly, it was super cute, because it was on this little, like, sort of swamp, but it was still very cute, lots of, like flowers growing in the tall grass and yeah. then you walked through this little path and there was the fire pit and this little like room that just had couches and reading nooks and uh outdoor barbecue yeah and we there was also on the bathroom part a little outdoor shower but we didn't end up using it she allowed cannabis that's right <laughs> yeah funny as hell yeah and that's that's right when we were like beginning to do that a little bit habitually at home yeah but like it was just nice to have that option it was really chill like at the end of the day like out in nature yeah and you didn't need to worry about it because she explicitly said it in your rules that it was allowed yeah 
and it was like okay that's cool um, but yeah it was a it was a good timing like good to get out did some hikes and yeah good to get out of the city went on it went to a beach and something and, mm-hmm. and uh, just slept well and ate well and just lots of campfire stuff so yeah so did that and then yeah right before I think it was the weekend actually before I started working my job in you know, late September mm-hmm. uh, COVID was really down at that time we figured we should do something mm-hmm. and we went to a Hotel X yeah that's right we were kind of like thinking about doing another sort of Airbnb cottage but everything seemed to be either like booked or too expensive, expensive. yeah so we decided, hey, how about we just book a night in a hotel? Your benefits were about to run out, so we were like, let's get yeah. massages. <laughs> COVID nice was, really wasn't bad. At that nice spa, yeah. Exactly. So we were like, okay, let's just like use the insurance for like, $200 a nice massages. massage. And then we can treat ourselves to this night in the hotel. Like yeah. that's instead of going to an Airbnb. Yeah, it's pretty close. And, stuff. and we booked in like a social distanced, uh, like the rooftop pool. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. It was, there were a couple other people there, but like it was big enough that you had like so much space. Yeah. And it was outside. So, yeah. It was it very was, safe. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad we did that when we did because that seemed to be like really the lowest dip in the numbers. Yeah. So, obviously, we, we're not model citizens, but it's, you have to live. So. I feel like everything we've done, I don't regret because we still didn't do a lot, but like every single thing that we did do, I like have distinct memories of. Oh yeah. Um, whereas a lot of other years, you might not remember all the times that you like went out for sushi or went yeah. to the museum or like, yeah. we used to like be out and about so much that yeah. now the few times that we did this year, I really like. Cherish it. Yeah. It, I really appreciate it. For sure. Um. Yeah, we've had some good times. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, then um, I guess that brings us to now, because we already talked about our new jobs. And yeah. so now we're recording this, it's what, December 12th? Yeah. I remember a point when this began, and we were wondering, you know, are we still going to be in this pandemic by Joe's birthday? And then... Your birthday came and went. You're like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I knew I it would I be. I knew you would be. But I remember when it was your birthday, and I was thinking, is it still going to be a thing by my birthday? Yeah. <laughs> I remember a point where, like, yeah. just not knowing it would last this long. But now we have this perspective of there's a vaccine yeah. that's been approved in Canada. Yeah. Multiple um, are going to be approved. Multiple will be approved. There's already, like, a plan. People are getting vaccinated in Toronto next week, like, long-term yeah. care. Um health care workers yeah maybe in the 2021 podcast we're gonna be like how naive are we (laughs) i know right Um, that's what i think about like hmm. yeah but anyway those are the headlines this week anyway like this is a moving target trump is no longer president yeah amazing we'll see what he does he's gonna be (laughs) insane but uh yeah definitely you know hopefully 2021 is just an overall more positive year i think uh this mm-hmm. year has been like definitely the most reflective uh, for everyone mm-hmm. because you know you have a so much time on your hands, b so much time on by yourself, and uh, you know difficult times and you can't see friends. You you have to live yourself. So mm-hmm. it's been like a really 
really good year for that. Uh, dealing, like, trying to deal with failure, you know, repeated failure. Definitely. There's been some huge highs and huge lows this year. Yeah. I'd say a lot less highs, but... <laughs> but uh, yeah, for sure, but, but I feel like little things we've been able to celebrate. Yeah, and it seems higher because, you know, uh, they allow cannabis at the... <laughs> that little damage. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, no, no, but uh, you're totally right. Like, those seem bigger, uh, but this, you know, it's okay to admit that this year was more lows than highs for a lot of people. Like Definitely. Oh, my God, yeah. So, uh, you know, just dealing with that and, mm-hmm. and looking forward to, like, years that won't be like this. Definitely. There's only hope on the horizon because we have these new vaccines coming our way. Yeah. And, you know, We're hopefully... We're going to be moving. Yeah. You know, no solid plans yet, but uh, we'll definitely be moving in 2021 the way things are looking. 100%. And well, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I just knocked on a lid, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get out east. I Definitely. Think. So we'll be heading out east, and um, yeah, can't wait. Then we'll have a vaccine, hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, by the end of the year. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll see here. Oh, uh, we'll check back in on the 2021 podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Year interview. <laughs> old Brittany and old Joe might be just shaking their oh, heads. Oh, no. They're like, next, These naive next little episode, fools. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These naive fools. Oh, well. That's funny, but hopefully it's not the case. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Anyway, this All was right. really fun, Bibi. Um, <laughs> this was fun. That was 2020 in review. Basically an hour, so uh, hopefully you guys... Can sit through this whole thing. There might be some stuff to edit out. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I think overall it went really well. Yeah. And uh, I, about everything. I hope I hope you remember a lot of this. And uh, well, we will now. Yeah. Well, now we will. But <laughs> that's what this is for. But maybe it'll like trigger other things. That, sure. Things we didn't talk about. Hope but, so. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, see you later. Enjoy your nap. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> love you guys. 